All right, what's up, family? It's your boy John Bacon from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries and I'm super grateful but I'm still grieving the process of healing and this is part of the process in this book you have devotionals you have prayers and you have some ponderings and in between these pages you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own or maybe you want to write something in these books this is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together and you guys can just head over to kingdom servants first Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books. Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. Janet Jackson used to be my girlfriend. And she used to say, what have you done for me lately? See, notice she ain't verbally asked me, you know, have you, have you said to me lately? She said, what have you done for me lately? And some of the things we don't realize is like, you know, working in the rehab, our actions speak to our kids, you know, basically, F you, I'm going to go see my pimp and I call drugs and alcohol a pimp. And if drugs and alcohol are a pimp, that makes you a, I'm not going to say it out loud, <laughs> but you knew exactly what I was thinking when I said that. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. There's these five words that I love hearing uh, every time I teach a class, and I just say them out loud because it's something that needs to be said that we can hear what we're saying and the words are valuable information applied equals success i think one of the greatest things i've had to learn is it's is one thing to know what to do but it's a whole different ball game doing what you need to do and what we're going to be talking about today on this wonderful podcast is communication i am here with my wonderful queen Diana Acosta Bacon, and she has written a wonderful book that we have uh, taught together called Healthy Relationships, a workbook through the lens of faith. Good morning, my love. Good morning, sweetie. How are you, boo? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Fantastic. All right. 
So we are going to jump into this wonderful thing called communication. Is communication important? Uh, I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. I think what this is like kind of piggybacking to what we talked about last time, right? So mm -hmm. we talked about the last time we came together was respect and, and relationships, which we all know we want respect and we, we need to respect people. And if we recall, just to, just, uh, just to refresh our memory, respect is the biblical definition is the ability to see the worth of another person. Yes. I, I'm paraphrasing that. But now we're talking about communication. And again, we go into, we have to be respectful in our communications because we are always 100% responsible for how we respond uh, to any situation and what we say. Okay, babe, that's a strong word. Always. We are always 100% responsible. Now, I'm not responsible for the way you talk to me or the way you, 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 you respond or behave in any kind of situation, uh, but I am responsible for how I respond to what you say and also how you say it. Because just because other people don't maybe talk in a kind manner, sometimes we're rushed, sometimes we don't do it intentionally, but we're still 100% responsible for ourselves, yeah. the way we respond. Yeah, I think that's a big one because it's always that combination of two things. Uh, it's my job to respect any and everybody, and that's my responsibility. But I think sometimes we get caught up on uh, watching other people and seeing how they treat themselves. And then, unfortunately, sometimes we'll alter our way of uh, respecting them and talking to them by the way they communicate and talk to themselves. Well, maybe, but that definitely would be... Um our perception mm -hmm. so that now we're now we're in assumptions and assumptions are the bleep bleep of everything right mm -hmm. we never want to assume just because someone's having a bad day and they're not being kind to themselves or to you or you're witnessing them not being kind to another still doesn't give us the right to be unkind to them yeah. or respond in the same manner as them for me, I always will go back to what do I want my legacy to be? If I want peace and I want love, then I have to respond from that. Now, am I perfect? No. Do I make mistakes all the time? Do I fail a lot? And do I, will I continue to do that all the time? Not intentionally, but maybe uh, I'm not feeling well. Maybe people catch me in a bad day or like that story we talked about with that little uh, bad fish. Yeah. Someone might perceive, just like you said, if they see someone treating themselves in a certain way, then maybe they'll respond in a different way. And that's something we definitely shouldn't do. Right. But more things are caught than taught. So we absolutely 100% teach people how to treat us based on the way we treat ourselves. But it goes back to if I'm not really n nice to myself, and we've all been in that moment where we trash ourselves and we're like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, I'm so stupid. It doesn't mean that you're going to jump on that bandwagon and be like, yeah, you are an idiot. You are right, stupid. Right, like, we don't right. want to do that, right? Yeah. Because we've, we've all been around those those situations where that happens so from that comment that you said no not necessarily but at the same time um if we're coming from a place of negativity and we've been raised in a negative mm -hmm. household and we we work with negative people and we're always around that then we're not as careful to be respectful in our communication so um, i personally love to call people out and anyone who knows me knows i'll say it the minute someone says something negative and i work in a, an assisted living and I do, um, I facilitate ACHE. Uh, ACHE is a acronym for Accessible Creative Healing Exercises. And these people are much older than me, babe. They're like yeah. in their 80s and 90s. 90s and yeah. one lady was feeling pretty miserable that morning and she was feeling kind of low. And she said, I'm just an idiot. Nobody, 
Nobody wants me. Nobody loves me. I'm stupid. And I said, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Bring it back. Now you have to say three nice things about yourself. So she laughed at me and she's like, oh, well, uh, I like my shirt. I said, no, about yourself. She's like, well, my shoes are nice. I said, no, about yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have to go back because how we communicate to ourselves is pivotal. And sometimes we have to have people around us who love us enough to remind us that the, the truths about us rather than our inadequacies of how we choose to communicate in that moment, mm -hmm. whether we're down or up. We need people to call us out and say, no, that's not true. You are, you are smart, you are funny, you are kind, you are compassionate. And it took her a minute, but she was able to find three nice things to say about herself. And yeah. um, we have to even say that. I didn't say it in a cruel way. I have right, to say it in right. a loving way because I love you and don't talk about my friend like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a long answer to your comment. No, but I think that's important because, I mean, I think God for... Uh, him putting us together and we've been married for uh, 13 years, but we both uh, together and separately have been working in uh, human services for over 25 years. And I think about like I worked 18 years with developmentally disabled. I think we label them spectrum now. So I'm trying to, you know, learn my terminology. Uh, I've done eight years with uh, in psych. So bipolar, schizophrenic, uh, depression. And then I've done over six years now in alcohol and drugs. And when we met, uh, you were doing uh, homeless ministry. So we've always worked around people that uh, it was a challenge to get them to think highly of themselves. Absolutely. Because I think uh, one of the things that we have to constantly be watchful for, and, and we just have a natural draw for that. And I'm grateful for that because I always want to help people with a new beginning, a new start, is to see themselves uh, the way God sees them, uh, to see themselves the way they ought to see themselves. So I think uh, something that's really huge and part of respecting themselves is doing an uh, inner search, an inner uh, examination of themselves and see, you know, are they communicating well to themselves as well as communicating, you know, well with others? You know, because a lot of times our communication is based on how we were raised and the people we're around. So we have a tendency to uh, duplicate what they said instead of coming up on our own uh, opinion of ourselves. So that's something that we need to be very watchful of in our communication to uh, in other pe to other people and communication to ourselves. So I question for you, Bay. Hmm. Uh, how do you uh, think we can cultivate a life of respect in a disrespectful culture? And that's uh, what we talked about last time. That's a piggyback on this, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we communicate respectfully? Yeah. Um, I think it's really important based on like you were just saying, you come from a background of a lot of um, people feeling broken, whether yeah. or not they are. Um, and I did over 20 years in, in homeless ministry and I've done maybe 10 years in um, working in orphanages mm -hmm. and or ministering and serving. And it doesn't matter. And now I'm in the seniors, yes. right? But it doesn't matter whether I've never been a drug addict, I've never been homeless, I've never been an orphan, right. and I've never been 90. Mm -hmm. But the same lack yes. exists across the across board. The, board. the same lack, yes. the same, whether it's real lack or it's perceived lack that I don't matter, I don't count, nobody loves me, I have no value, I am tossed to the side and I am marginalized. Mm -hmm. And all of them at some point or another are marginalized. They are the ones who have less. They come from lack yeah um so the first thing is really recognizing our own feelings of inadequacy recognizing ourselves, 
uh, Ephesians 4, 29 is one of my, my favorite, 29 and 30 is one of my favorite uh, scriptures. And, it, and it, it starts with, let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. Like, don't yeah. say no nasty stuff. But that starts with us. Like, That's, don't yeah. talk garbage about yourself. Self. Yeah, it's a big and one. And then don't talk garbage about other people. Mm-hmm. But let's one-up that. And uh, one thing I love to teach my grandchildren, um, when I was doing the classes for the drug and alcohol rehab, the mm-hmm. ache the, that uh, I'm working now at the assisted living, mm-hmm. we start with meditation. We start with 10 minutes of a quick meditation. And part of that was was being intentional about our breaths, being intentional about slowing down our ability to breathe because half of the this place doesn't breathe. Half right. of the world doesn't even breathe. We, we hold our breath so long that we don't even realize we're holding our breath. We don't intentionally take really deep, profound breaths and exhale intentionally and slow ourselves down. And then to be able to, one of the things I love to, to teach people is I am in control of my thoughts and my emotions. Yeah. I will not speak or think evil things about other people or and about myself i'm not i'm not going to do that guess mm-hmm. guess what because i am in control i am 100% responsible for me so how do we cultivate and communicate uh, respectful communication check yourself first right check yourself first we hear that saying all over check yourself before you wreck yourself yes, right you that will, was one of the you things you preached like yeah. 25 years ago yeah. and we have to um, be aware our feelings we are not our feelings our yes. feelings are there to to kind of um, uh, like my oven, my oven, I'm baking, but 30 seconds before the alarm goes off, it gives me a little ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding to let me know I have 30 seconds. Those emotions are like our internal ding, 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 yeah. hey, something's going on here. If all of a sudden somebody said something and I'm offended, the instant, the fact that I am offended, I have to, those little internal dings are going on and saying, mm-hmm. hold on, something, is it really what they said or did it trigger a memory of something that you never dealt with? Yeah. Are you really angry at so and so, or is it something that triggered something because you saw your mom and dad? Is it something that triggered something from work? So, first is to check ourselves, right? Check ourselves. Where are we emotionally? I am not my emotions. They are just there to, to yeah. let me know what's happening within me. So I cannot, if I cannot respect myself and be aware of myself, how can I? Um, be aware of how our relationship is going. Yeah. I have to kill that ego. Keep a little bit of ego. Our mm-hmm. ego is there to destroy us. Let's let's stop, let's be real about that first. Mm-hmm. That pride comes before destruction, destruction. right? Yeah. So um, we need a little bit of ego to brush our teeth, take showers, put mm-hmm. deodorant on. I mean, those things are important. We don't want to stink. <laughs> that's a little bit of ego, and those right. those kind of that kind of ego that's, stuff yeah, is that's important. Some good stuff. But yeah. the ego that comes and says, "I want to be right. Yeah. You're wrong, and I need to tear you down so you stop." arguing with me mm-hmm. like that's not helpful but if you don't know yourself you don't recognize your, that you're even doing it right so that's definitely one of the first things that we got to do is check ourselves. where where am i if i'm emotionally I, I, I overwhelmed right now i gotta say hey babe you know what i'm feeling really frustrated and i can't talk to you right now I, i'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go for a walk i'm gonna go for a nap i'm gonna go t- eat a snack i'm gonna take a shower whatever right. that is Let's can we revisit this next? Can we revisit this in like an hour? Yeah, and to know yourself enough to say I'm not ready to talk to to you about yeah. this because I'm not I'm not in a place that I want to express myself in a way that I want to be presented. Right, but I think that's part of of, of studying ourselves, knowing ourselves, because can I you know rightfully say you know what, babe, I'm just not feeling it right now. I need a little nap. Uh, two of the things I used to crack up on when we first 
uh, were married is my wife knew if, if I was starting to get a little irritable, all she had to do was pull over to some little fast food restaurant, get me a 99 something off the menu and well, stuff right. it in my mouth. And I would be totally different. So the whole Snickers commercial with the, you know, <laughs> the, the different personality, <laughs> I, I was that person. So I knew that about myself. And another one of the things that that helps me personally when it comes to uh, feelings and emotions is I always feel like we always have our main thoughts in our hearts, our core beliefs or whatever that thing is that we're doing. But the emotions and the feelings always are like seasoning to me. You know, that's always been a big one for me. So if I have a steak, you know, steak is the, the, the core belief of what I have. But how do I season that thing? You know, because if, if I season it with the feelings of, you know, bitterness and anger and strength, uh, the, the meat won't turn out that good. That thought will be destroyed. But if I season it with some love and some positivity and some joy, it, it makes the meal turn out that much more better because the emotions, unfortunately, sometimes will let the emotions run the show. And they were never designed to run the show. They were just there to add a little flavor, a little seasoning to our lives. But uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is is how we choose to communicate. It, it, it will affect every relationship that we have. Absolutely. I think, um, and again, this is my opinion, but absolutely, mm -hmm. if we can't, if we don't know ourselves well mm -hmm. enough, I think it was Plato that said that, Miller Socrates, one of those, know thyself. Yeah. How can I, like, I need to, if I want to be the person I want to be, if I want to live my life in a legacy of, of love, if, if that's a legacy I want to leave behind, yeah. a legacy that I want to be a peacemaker and a peacekeeper, that's who I want to be. Any interaction that makes me step out of that because I don't know my identity, it goes back to number uh, the first, the first, right, chapter one, mm -hmm. identity. Nobody can make me step out of that except me. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a, the, the strength, the ability to be able to do that. It doesn't matter if they push buttons. People, you're still, we're still 100% responsible for yeah. being triggered. Mm -hmm. Now, do we communicate those? If I'm, in a, if I'm in, a, in, in a sacred relationship like I am with you, then yeah, we have things that we spoke about before and said certain things mm -hmm. were triggering to me and not in a way that I have a right to be disrespectful, mean or cruel uh, or angry, but just in the sense of saying, hey, there was some trauma in my life in the past. And when this specific thing was done, this comment, this saying, this place triggers me to, it takes me back to that place that I feel, I feel like I have no value. I feel broken. I feel down. And that automatically triggers a defensiveness yeah. inside of us. And I think um, that's the problem with a lot of relationships. People are like, oh, they know my triggers are always do pushing my buttons. It's like, uh, guess what? Be a broken down elevator. Let them push the button. Doesn't mean you got to go up or down. Mm -hmm. Just be broken elevator for a minute. Like stop being so triggered and start communicating saying, you know what? That was rude. Yeah. Why can't we say that? Be like that. That was hurtful. And I, I, I right now I can't talk to you about this. I, I need to go and uh, let's, let's, let's meet back in next week or something. Cause yeah. that's something within me. And then when you're in a place where you can recognize that those are triggers for you to go back and say, you know what? This, so let me, let me, let me talk to you. This happened. Mm. Are you responsible for my trigger? No. Am I responsible? Yes. Now, if I tell you and do nothing about it, that's a different story. Right, now you're pushing right. buttons and you're just trying to be hurtful. Right. That means you have to deal with the fact that why do you feel like you have to lower me to feel higher than me? Right. And that's something ideally people can communicate because if you love someone, it's not enough for you to say it. They, ha they have to also know it. Yeah. Because we hear a lot, I love you, I love you, I love you, but 
if I were to die today, do the people that I profess to love feel loved right, and valued right, by me? Right, right, Because I was honoring their boundaries as well as they honored my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that only comes with communication. Yeah. And it, just to know that we'll, we'll have never arrived. Uh, me being a 55-year-old man, no, there's plenty of work that I still have to do. I'm super grateful for where I'm at. I mean that I'm so grateful for where my life is at right now. And it's a sweet season I'm in, but I'm still doing a whole lot of work on me, uh, starting new things, you know, starting this podcast. You know, why did, what was the reason I started the podcast? Uh, we're talking about, you know, we've been married for 13 years and we're still uh, learning each other because that's a lot of work because it's two people. I think when we got married, we was in our 40s. So we already had had, you know, our own uh, lives before and then to come into the relationship after uh, both going through divorces, we had to relearn ourselves. We had to relearn each other. And I think that was super important that we communicated that to ourselves, you know, some work that we needed to do and then also the work that we need to do in our marriage. And I think that's super important. But it ain't just about, you know, husband and wife. You know, it's about friendships. We're talking about parents, neighbors. Uh, we're talking about, you know, our children, siblings. We, I mean, we always want to talk about the totality of relationships, not just husband and wife. Absolutely. And to go back to uh, what I was saying with my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures mm-hmm. uh, on Ephesians 4.29, it says, let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. Like yeah. even when you're in an argument, even when you're not feeling good, what's coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. right? You're speaking it about yourself. That's how you're representing yourself. And then you're speaking it to someone. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth but only what is good for necessary edification. So what is edification? What builds the other person up? Yeah. Only speak is what, what's building the other person up. I don't know one parent, a good parent, let me rephrase. I don't know one good parent that wants to tear their child down. Right, right. But sometimes be like, you know, some things that people have said in the past that we've heard people say to their children, you know, you're just like your daddy and your daddy wouldn't know mm-hmm, good. Or mm-hmm. you're just like your mom. She flies off of it. We don't want to speak to our children like that. Right. What is good and necessary edification that it may impart grace to those who hear? That's where we want to come from. We want to come from a healthy relationship. It's all about, do you want to be right or do you want to have a healthy mm-hmm. relationship? We can't let our ego win because our ego comes to destroy us. Yeah. What's what's a big part, too, about communication? You know, we can't always forget that the nonverbals are super important because uh, I say this every week, uh, literally at the drug and rehab uh, facility is I know we can verbally say out loud all day long. You know, I love you. I love you. I love you to our kids. And uh I don't want nobody on here teasing me, but uh, Janet Jackson used to be my girlfriend. And she used to say, what have you done for me lately? See, notice she ain't verbally asked me, you know, have you have you said to me lately? She said, what have you done for me lately? And some of the things we don't realize is like, you know, working in the rehab, our actions speak to our kids. You know, basically, F you, I'm going to go see my pimp and I call drugs and alcohol a pimp. And if drugs and alcohol are a pimp, that makes you a. I'm not going to say it out loud, (laughs) but you knew exactly what I was thinking when I said that. And our actions have spoken to our kids above anything and everything. We verbally were saying it all day long. But when you said I prefer to choose this alcohol and this drugs over my kids, that those actions right there spoke volumes. So in healthy relationships, the nonverbals are just as important as the verbals, because one of the questions I wanted to ask my baby was, 
How can we forgive regardless of if we ever hear an apology? Hmm. How can we forgive? A lot forgive? of people get stuck on this one. A lot of people feel like, um, and I don't want to take away, uh, I am not a licensed therapist, nor are you. No, and no. this is not taking away from anything that maybe your therapist or your, or your um, people that you're seeing um, professionally may say to you, but I am not one that believes that it is important for you to confront your abuser or the person that you're having a bad um, interaction with. I don't believe it's important to confront. Now I say that in a sense of uh, defensiveness, because uh, a lot of times we we yell, we curse, we're we're not being authentic, we're not being honest. Right. We we compromise our own boundaries. Amen. And part of that comes because we failed. Let me go back to number one. Who am I? What is my identity? Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. is the legacy that I want to leave? And how am I being respectful in my relationship with myself first and then with others? Nothing and no one can make me come out of that mm -hmm. unless I choose to. And nothing is worth that amount for me to come out of that. Right. So I think the first part, I don't believe that we need to confront. Some people say, write a letter and then burn it, throw it away. Write a letter about how you feel. But mm -hmm. I think that it's about letting things go. Yeah. I understand we have to forgive and, and that's, we hear that a lot. Forgive. But I think forgive sometimes means letting go. Yeah. For me, forgive means letting go. Maybe the person that you are angry with the most you, you, there's no way that you're ever going to have any kind of reconciliation with right. maybe that person is deceased. Maybe it's no, it's not even healthy for you to even come to that person. If they are your abuser, why would you even open up an opportunity for you to talk to them? Right. So therefore, I don't need to confront certain situations in my life. I just need to do my work, mm -hmm. do my work, um, which means figuring out what makes me tick? What makes me talk? Why Why am I so offended by one thing? And why Why am I so easily swayed? And I did a lot of my work in my 30s. And to be honest with you, we're never done. We're no, never, never done. done. We're, never. we're always ever evolving. And if anyone tells me I've been delivered from these things, that's great. Congratulations. But we're never delivered completely 100%. We are always needing to be delivered from something right. as we continue to grow and, and shift and change and different chapters of our life, different things happen. Life happens and life hits hard. Boy, yeah. life hits hard and it's not about a blame game. It's not putting the blame on one or yourself. But how do we go on and um, I can apologize, but it's also not only just about, I'm gonna do my part. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna repent. Repent simply means to turn away. I'm gonna turn away if mm -hmm. I keep smacking you upside your head and being like, I love you, I love you, and keep smacking you upside your head, what am I showing you? Right. is not the same the as same what I'm as telling what you. Saying. It's not the mm -hmm. same. So the first thing I'm going to do is repent. I'm going to turn away from that. The second thing we need to do is re reciprocity. So let's talk. you talked about my favorite chocolate bar, Snickers. Let's say I was hungry. You were at work and there was one Snickers left. And I took your Snickers and I ate it because I was hungry. So I ate your Snickers. You come home and, and I say, sorry, babe, I ate your last Snickers, even though you're edging for one and looking for one. Reciprocity means I go to Walgreens. I get you another Snickers and say, Hey, I'm sorry I ate your last Snickers, but I replaced it right, with right. this. Now, can we do that with everything in life? No. But can we do make an effort at least to some sort of reciprocity? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, 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 I messed this up. I'm sorry, but I'm going to work overtime to, to fix this mess fix up. Maybe this, it was a financial right. mess up. Maybe it, was, maybe it was something small. Maybe it's something big. But the, 
not only to repent and turn away from what we're doing that is hurting the other person, but reciprocity. Is there a way that I can try to mend this? Mm-hmm. At that point, whether or not you accept my apology has nothing to do with I have freed myself and I have, now this is with a kind and merciful heart where I come to you and not just saying, sorry, mm-hmm. and we've all been there. We'd be like, sorry, I didn't mean, sorry, you hurt your feelings. Right. Sorry, you're such a brat. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not authentic. That's not honest. And that's not kind, compassionate, or merciful at all. The other part of that, uh, Ephesians 4, 29 and 31, verse 31, it says, uh, or Ephesians 29, 31. No, Ephesians chapter 4. 31 says, let all bitterness, all wrath, all anger, clamor, evil speaking, let it be put away from you. Mm-hmm. With all the malice, just let it be put away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. We yeah. just have to let some things go. Because sometimes maybe we're apologizing from a place of anger still. Well, the forgiveness piece is is important because uh, will we forgive ourselves for the roads we've taken ourselves down that we shouldn't have taken ourselves down? That's a big one. And then sometimes when you go to apologize to the people that you love, uh, at least you think they love you. Hopefully they do. Uh, some people will never let you forget who you were. You know, you used to be a drug addict. You're always going to be a drug addict. You ain't never going to be nothing but a drug addict or alcoholic or you know, womanizer or I mean, you could just go on and on on so many different things. You know, some people will never let you uh, live that down. But if you've killed your pride and went to ask that person for forgiveness, uh, I pray they would forgive you. But if they don't, you did your part in the uh, killing your pride, killing your ego and going to ask that person for forgiveness, because a great part of uh, recovery and becoming the person that you really want to be is going to ask for forgiveness and majorly forgiving yourself. And I think if someone is coming to ask forgiveness, Mm -hmm. we need to allow them the space. There's a sacred space that exists in every conversation, Mm -hmm. right? So I think when someone comes to ask forgiveness, this is a place where, again, we've done our work. We know who we are. We know where we, what kind of person we want to be represented as. We know the legacy we want to leave behind. And it's going to be hard. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be hard if you've been hurt by someone. And maybe you love them. Maybe you don't. Maybe they're just somebody you work with that you have to have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. But we have to lay our feelings, not minimize our feelings, not advertise our feelings, but simply be intentional about listening allow another person to even apologize if you feel like there's some things don't need to be confronted and some things will need to be confronted Mm -hmm. if you have to work with somebody and they took all the credit for a a job you did listen to them go ahead and let them apologize listen with intention you don't have to curse them you don't have to be angry you don't have to get all emotional about it but listen to them now Does that give them a a right to be right and continue on? No, absolutely not. But that gives you a right to reinforce your boundaries, to say, I accept, whether or not you accept it, but simply say, I heard everything you said, and uh, we're going to move forward from this. And now internally, I'm probably not going to trust you with all my information so Mm -hmm. you don't steal my my idea again. 
but we forgive and we let go for ourselves, not yeah. for others. We've heard that a million times and it bears repeating. Repeating, yes, right? it, it bears does. repeating because we have to also be intentional listeners. We A lot of times we get angry because we don't feel like people are listening to what I'm trying to say. People who repeat themselves are only repeating themselves because they don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. If you stop and be intentional about your listening, then they're more likely to not repeat themselves because you heard them. You heard them. You heard their heart. And notoriously, we're not all great communicators. I mean, notoriously, because we're emotional. We're we're human. We make mistakes. We we have our ups and downs. Maybe we didn't sleep well. Maybe we didn't get a cup of coffee. We have Mm -hmm. all these excuses. But the reality is um, allow that sacred space to exist Allow that space to exist and allow yourself to be an intentional listener. Mm-hmm. Allow, try and find the heart of the communication rather than the words of the communicator because that's going to help with a lot of um, discord. Yeah. Well, what, what, what are some other ways you think that we as communicators could be more proactive instead of reactive? Because uh, me coming from the vein of an uh, angry person, I was really used on being reactive in a lot of the things that I did. So I'm so super glad. And if you need to, man, please take an anger management class because those things work wonders. Because, you know, me, especially being a black male, uh, I'm a man. We don't do therapy. Uh, I'm black. We don't do therapy. So we, we got to get past those boundaries, uh, finally getting to the point where we can say, you know what? We need some help. And it ain't no what goes on in this house stays in this house. I need some help. So part of being a person that's proactive let me throw some reactive things out there that i would typically have said back in the day babe and i need you to throw some proactive stuff on me okay let's play this okay so uh i'm big on i can't do it you know i can't play guitar i can't speak spanish i can't can't hey 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 hey. well first of all let me tell you i think it's time that you try to start learning how to speak spanish okay let's go back to our game uh well instead of (laughs) i can't how about i'll try Right, I'll right. try. But then we also have to think of Yoda. I think it was Yoda, and I don't even watch Star Wars, that says, there is no yes or no. There, There is no try. try. There is either yes or no. Uh, yeah. But so I just think, try. But, hey, but, but my daddy wasn't there. You know, if he would have been there, it would have been a difference. If it would have been, you know, my neighborhood, you know, uh, not holding me back, you know, mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have been, you know, the man keeping me back, mm-hmm. you know, it's always them, babe. You know, yeah. always them. And that's the blame game, right? We've all played it and we've all heard it being played. Mm -hmm. And it's old. The blame game, the blame game. Again, we are 100% responsible for how how we respond and how we react and what we say. So instead of playing the blame game, remember your values, not your impulse. Remember who you are and who you are in Christ. Who, Mm -hmm. Who are you? Know your value, know your worth, know the kind of person you choose to be, you want to be, how you want to be remembered. If I were to die right now, in the next 30 seconds, I have a heart attack, how will I be remembered? What will be my legacy? And the last things I want to leave are not the blame game, not I blame everybody for my choices in life. No, you still made your choices. Free will exists. Okay, well, I'm still dealing with some past pain. You know, I mean, my dad would have been there and helped me to be the man I needed to be. Then I'd be the man I need to be now. If he would have been the dad I needed him to be, then I'd be the father to my kids that I need to be. If he would have been a good husband, uh, then I would have been a good husband that I need to be. This past pain is whooping my tail. How would you respond to that? Yeah, you know, one of the best, and I can't remember exactly who said it. I know Oprah said it, but I think someone said it to her. The best definition of forgiveness that I've ever heard is 
forgiveness is letting go of that, letting go that of the fact that the past could have been any different. Mm-hmm. And I just love that definition. So I think instead of thinking about the past pain, let's focus on our future possibilities. Yes, of yes, yes. Now the word all right is never enough. Well, or at least, at least it wasn't this, or at least he was there. At least he showed up. At least you had a head of, like we're not talking about minimizing your pain, but simply saying, now I know I have the model of what I don't want to be. And become, we all have to reparent ourselves as adults, right? Mm -hmm. So become the man that you needed your father to be. Become the husband that you needed, that you wanted your mom to have. Become the the father that you needed as a child. So think about the future possibilities rather than focusing on our past pain. Right. Well, you know, some people at work made me mad. Uh, (laughs) My next door neighbor, she made me sad. Uh, My ex... uh, force me to cuss her out uh they it, this stuff is just ridiculous i mean these people if they get their act together i'll be all right so that's the them mentality mm-hmm. them them did it to me they so let's rather than focus on the them mentality let's be proactive and talk about the us mentality so how can we how can we mend this relationship what is it about your neighbor that maybe made you sad so so we're in it. Maybe she feels alone, and that's what makes you sad. To go over there and be like, "Hey, we're in this together." Mm-hmm. Or next door, maybe once a week you go and check on her and bring her a plate of food. So you're no no longer sad because you're being part of solution, mending, and part of the solution rather yeah. than the problem that makes you sad. Yeah. Well, I feel like you know, we on the Kenny Rogers, you know, expo. You know, <laughs> we got to know when to hold them. And know when to photo, you know, communication is huge with that. You know, you got to know when to walk away. Okay, because right now we ain't going to get this resolved. So let me at least communicate to you that I I am not in a position to resolve this right now. But we do need to resolve it, though, because Mm -hmm. if we don't, you know, I don't want anything, God forbid, that something that would happen to us that uh, we would have resentment. You know, because we didn't get a chance to resolve those issues before that person, you know, something happened drastically and they passed away or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell my children, use me as your excuse. When they grew up, I always tell them, use me as your excuse whenever you don't want to be somewhere. And then if you're in a place where you don't feel like you're going to pre- represent yourself or present yourself in the best way, simply be like, you know what? I want to talk about this, but if I don't get home in the next 15 minutes, my mom's going to kill me. Or my mama, I, right. I, my mama said I have to be home at so-and-so, so use me as every excuse. And maybe as adults, we don't have that excuse. But simply say, I can't address this right now. Let's come back to it. Again, that Kenny Rogers song, No One to Walk Away. Remember, uh, repent and reciprocity means turn away from whatever it is that is that is hurting the other person. Maybe we do it unintentionally. Sometimes a lot of things come unintentionally. And reciprocity. If I ate your last Snickers, I'm sorry, but I'm also going to buy you a new one. I'm not just going to say sorry and walk away. I'm right. going to buy you another one and be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm hungry. Here's a new one. Now I've, I've done the best I could for reciprocity. And, you know, to remember to lead a life of dignity, not only towards yourself, but towards others, right? Mm-hmm. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. I am in control of my thoughts and my emotions. I will not think negative thoughts about other people or over myself and I won't harm other people 
whether with my words or whether with my body or myself. And we have to remember to our legacy that we want to leave. And I want to leave a life of dignity towards myself. And we make mistakes, and yeah. that's okay. And to give yourself enough mercy and compassion to just get back up and try again. Amen. So I don't just want this to be another podcast, another uh, 30 minutes you spent just listening to a whole lot of information. Can you leave the people with a challenge to think about for the next seven days until we meet again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, when in the conversations, not only to... Listen to your internal voices in your own mind. Who's narrating your story? Mm-hmm. Um, but choose to be more proactive in our responses in every conversation. Um, number one, including self-talk. Yeah. How are you thinking? Who's narrating your story? Because we all have that voice in our head that says things about us and about others and about situations. And check that. Check yourself. Yeah. Check yourself. All right, family. It was wonderful being with you guys again. Please, please, please be proactive. Do your homework this week and really think about the things you're about to say before you say them. Because we said it. Communication is extremely important. And we are always 100% responsible for how we respond and what we say. Love you guys. Another segment of Bacon Bits. God bless.